it's Friday! <laughs> we did it! Week one of virtual school is done. <gasps> I can't even really remember Monday. There's been so much on this week. Now, I'm sure, like me, you have learned loads of new things. You've pushed yourself hard, you've had lots of fun, and you've managed to dig deep when faced with any challenges. The best thing, though, by far, has been seeing all of your smiling faces and having time to hang out with you during forum times and lessons. I know that all of us, your teachers, feel really, really lucky to have you in our classes. Now, we have another bursting podcast today, and I know that all those in Tristram have waited so patiently to have their turn at the House Challenge, so I'm not going to make you wait any longer. Here we have round three, Tristram House. How will you do? All right. Well, happy, happy Friday, everybody. We have come to the end of our first week, and this is the end of a final section of our first ever house podcast challenge. And today we have heard from, already this week, we have heard from Galahad, we have heard from Percival, and the last house captain to be heard from this week is none other than our very own Tristram Captain, Miss Green. Hi, Miss Green. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How are you? It's so lovely to talk to you. Lovely to talk to you too. Yeah, really well. Really good. Enjoying the sunshine, which is, uh, we've been blessed to have some really nice weather, haven't we? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so lucky to have some, um, some time outside. It's been really, yeah. really great. Just, yeah, I just wondered, you know, I think this, um, this time we're able to reflect quite a lot in this current season that we're all in. Um, and yeah, I just wondered if there was anything that you were feeling particularly thankful for right now. Well, as I've mentioned already, definitely thankful for the lovely weather. Um, I think that's helped being, uh, being at home an awful yeah. lot, uh, a, a, a lot. Um, and uh, I'm certainly thankful for having a garden as well. Um, but actually, uh, it's just been lovely spending a bit more time together than, uh, than maybe we might normally do. You know, often we're, we're off to various different rugby and cricket and hockey and uh, matches and training and things like that. And actually, it's just nice just slowing down a little bit and, uh, and being being at home and spending that time together and obviously thankful for our uh, our good health as well yeah. um and also I guess actually for um, the technology too and uh, and uh, sort of you know things like uh, being able to still catch up with people on FaceTime and Zoom and things like that too. Is there anything that you um have found really really inspiring there's so many amazing things out there at the moment is there anything that's really struck you? Yeah, um, I guess I guess uh, the community spirit. So, and I think that's sort of twofold because you see obviously a lot of a lot on the news, and we've been doing uh, our uh, NHS and key worker clapping uh, every Thursday. Um, um, but it's actually you know, within just our own little community as well. And I kind of started to think of my. Uh, I live in a coldy sack. We live in a coldy sack, and um, everybody's just been so supportive of each other. Um, and that's kind of, I was thinking about it this morning and I, I think it's, it's almost a little bit like my own little squadron really. 
my, my hand <laughs> is kind of like my uh, my cul-de-sac's a bit like that and everybody's just helped each other out and you know helping neighbors mow the lawn and things like that for people that are that are uh, much more isolated than, than than we are as well and it's just lovely seeing the community come together so that's inspired me definitely loads of new things going on at the moment i think we're all 100 percent going to be way better teachers and way better learners if that's possible yeah. um just with this we've been sort of rocketed into this new environment is there anything that new in the last season that you have that you've learned that you're you think is pretty cool uh well i've been trying to use time to learn how to play the guitar so i've been using uh, something called musician which is on uh, online there app to try and learn how to play the guitar which is which is going quite slowly at the moment and uh, my children will probably tell you how terrible I am at it there is always a slot for you on the podcast Miss Green any time to say the word uh, in a couple of years time okay. <laughs> so um we need to really move on to the main event because we have many many um Tristram members in their houses right now wondering how you are going to do to represent them in uh, this podcast challenge. I will try my best, Tristram. Yes, come <laughs> on. You are the last house captain to go. Um, I have not revealed the scores yet of your um, other house captains, but we will be soon tuning in live. Sorry? Are you saving the best house till last? Is well, that, is that I am completely <laughs> impartial in this, as you well know. I had to be quite careful with my personal interview, not to, uh, not to, you know, cross the line in any way. Now, save the best for last. Why not? Okay. Um, so I'm just going to ask you three questions, a very, very simple, simple quiz. You have 30 seconds to answer each one. Um, maybe not as easy as you think, but... Uh-oh. All I can say is don't overthink it, Um, go for it, and we'll see how you go. Okay, so the first question is this. Could you please name for me any object, animal, food, basically any noun, anything that you can think of that begins with the letter T for Tristram? 30 seconds. This is as many as I can. Many as you can. Off you go. Okay, table, tiger, tangerine. Good. <laughs> Mind blank. <laughs> uh, Animals, colours, food. Tape. Uh, tablets. Uh, I'm looking around my kitchen at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> 10 seconds left. Portis. Okay. So I think, I think that was six. Verify your score. So uh, good first round. Well done. Good opener. We've now got the second question. Now it's similar. We want objects, animals, foods, um, any noun that you can think of. But this time, instead of it starting with the letter T, we're going to focus now on the colour of your house, which is green. 30 seconds to name as many green things as you can. Ready? Go! 
Uh, broccoli, celery, uh, spring onions, grass, um, uh, trees, uh, uh, peas. Bushes, uh, my lovely azalea, which is green at the moment. Turtles. My son. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, turtles, frogs, uh, toads. Oh, toads. Toads. toads, the team. Great! Brilliant. I totally lost track. Definitely in double figures. Definitely in double figures. Well, well done. So, the final question. It's another 30 second question. Can you please name for me? as many Heathmount house events that take place throughout the school year. In no particular order, how many house events, what are the house events that we have at school? Ready, steady, go! House football, house hockey, house netball, uh, house quiz. Um, uh, house dressing up book, well, book day. Yeah. Uh, house challenge, sports day. Um, house. Uh, what did we do recently? I can't remember what it was called. Oh yeah, something gala. Um. Uh, oh. <laughs> that was brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. I think again about 10 but I you know I lost track 30 seconds there's a lot for me to do over here so I am going to verify your score and I'm gonna dial you all in for a bit of a live feature where I will reveal which house has won the first ever podcast challenge so well done Miss Green big round of applause there'll be a lot of Tristram people who are incredibly proud of you is there anything that you would like to say to your house or indeed the school um, in this first ever podcast challenge? Off you go. Well, I think the most important thing I need to say to my house and the school is that I am really looking forward to seeing you all um, when we return. Uh, one of my highlights of, of the week is seeing you all with your squadrons. So um, I will look forward to our first house meeting about a shadow of a doubt. Um, my message to you, um, on this Friday is um, bring a bit of Tristram to your home. Look after your family like you look after your squadron. Be supportive, be helpful, and be their biggest champion. Uh, take the lead when you need to and step up and help out. So uh -oh. be Tristram squadron at home as well. Inspiring words from our house captain. So huge thank you to you. I look forward to dialing in with you very soon again when I manage to get the other house captains online um, where all will be revealed. So you've done a brilliant job and I will speak to you soon. Bye, Miss Green! So that's it. Galahad, Percival or Tristram? I can tell you that it is incredibly close. And I'm I'm just going to get all those awesome house captains right back on here. Do you want to find out who wins? Listen up. Good luck, everyone. 
Okay, so welcome to all of the house captains. I have you all live with me, Mr. Kimberly, Mr. Brown, and Miss Green. How are you all? We're all good. We're all good. And over those, thanks. <laughs> now, really well, thank you. Brilliant. Well, you know, it's been a very, very exciting week. Having virtual school is one thing, but frankly, doing the first ever Heath Mount podcast house challenge has taken things to a whole new level. You know, people aren't missing match of the day anymore. They're not even <laughs> thinking that football's not on because they have got the Olympics, Puh, whatever. We've got this to focus on. So thank you all so much for your contributions. I think anybody listening is going to realize that it's a very, very tight run race. Um, no. And I'm just going to go straight into it. I'm going to dive straight in. Anything anyone wants to say before I reveal the, reveal the scores? Can I just, I'm just going to put a, like a disclaimer out there, first of all, that I was feeling very charitable in, in this season of looking out for other people. So I'm going to put that out there from the this beginning. This was just all put, about thinking of others. Others, always about others. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Literally taking one for the team. Mm -hmm. um, I'd, I'd like to say I was slightly caught unawares. I didn't realise there were more than one house. Uh, <laughs> actually having to compete was a little bit new to me. Uh, I just thought it, we had it in the bag. Uh, so whatever happens, let's, you know, well, I know it's who... It's a revelation uh, to us, to, to Percival, that there I know are even the, other houses. We know who the winners are. We know who the winners are. <laughs> Miss Green, are you all right over there? Yeah, no, good, thank you. Yeah, well, you know, I'm in Tristram, usually fair pretty well, but uh, hopefully I uh, haven't let the side down this time. Keeping it cool, <laughs> keeping it cool. Okay, so here we go. With 25 points over the three rounds, we have Tristram House. Oh, well played, Tristram. <laughs> Wait, is that the winner? <laughs> I'm not telling. Oh, well, right. Oh, right. Oh, right. Oh, oh, no. reverse I'm order. Who got the points? Oh, are we doing reverse order? Oh, can I not mute this? Mute, mute all. Okay. Um, with also with twenty-five points. Ooh. Is Percival House? Oh. So, Oh. We, we just don't know if Galahad is going up or down. This could be the worst way of doing these results for me. <laughs> I've thought very hard about this. This is the way to make sure everyone keeps listening. So Galahad, do Galahad have more than 25 points is the question that we literally all are waiting to know. Guys, I wish you could see the faces of your house <laughs> captains right now. They really care. Of course they care. Really care. With 28 points. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Galahad. I take back my disclaimer. I wasn't feeling charitable. I just wanted Galahad to win, as always, and we did. Thanks very much, guys. Thank um, you, Mr. Kimberly. Taken like a true champ and a leader. Um, anything from any of the other houses, Mr. Brown? I, I have. I have it on good authority that Mr. Gillen wants those answers checked and double checked and verified by an independent adjudicator, please. <laughs> 
Uh, as long oh, as Mr. Gillum can do that. Very uh, welcome. Yeah. Um, listen, seriously, guys, I'm going to make sure that these points find their way into the house machine that figures out which house is, is uh, triumphs. There will be more podcast house challenges. Woo. I promise you that. This is just the beginning. Huge congratulations to Galahad yeah. House. Personal thanks to the three of you for um, all of your time, energy, goodwill, and joy this week. And we look forward to seeing you on the podcast again. Can't wait. Thank you very much, Mr. Yeah, Ferguson. Thank you. Thank, thank you for your time. <laughs> thank you for organising it, Ms. Ferguson. Congratulations, Mr. Kimberly. And congratulations, Galahad. It was close, but the Reds did it this time. Now, we'd love to get you guys involved in some house challenges in the episodes to come, so stay tuned to what's in store about how you can continue to work and gain points for your house. Now, on to the next part. I mentioned on Wednesday's episode that it was Earth Day, uh, a global day to recognise, celebrate and learn more about how we can protect our planet. Now, we wanted to give plenty of time to our Heathmount Earth Day celebration and so decided to move our feature to today so that we had lots and lots of time. Now, there is no one better to lead us in our thinking and our learning about our Earth than our highly skilled and highly fabulous Miss Strickland. It's her second time on the podcast, but I'm just so, so thrilled that she's agreed to come back. Hi, Miss Strickland. Hi, Miss Ferguson. How are you? Welcome back. That's the first time I have said welcome back to the podcast. Uh, so today's a really, really important day. It is Earth Day today. Um, celebrated and um, millions of people throughout the world today. Can you just, as, as with your head of geography hat on, can you just tell us a little bit about what Earth Day is all about? Yeah, of course. Um, so Earth Day is one day in our calendar um, where we sort of recognise and celebrate everything that is wonderful about this Earth that we live on. Um, there are 192 countries that celebrate Earth Day. Wow. And it makes it one of the most widely celebrated annual events ever basically on the planet and i think yeah i think that is because everyone shares that common link that we all live on this planet therefore everyone can get behind how um it would not be a conversation with you miss strickland if there was not some kind of game attached mm -hmm. we love a game and you have devised i don't know how i'm gonna do um for all of us um we would really love everybody to maybe get a pen and paper ready because you have devised a special Earth Day quiz for us. Um, 10 questions, is that right? Yep, there are 10 questions in today's Earth Day quiz, all about Earth Day and the sort of um, things that people might be doing or reasons why we... Uh, hopefully it's all a bit of fun and to learn a little bit more about this incredible day. Do you say 192 countries were celebrating this today? Yeah, a little fact, 192 countries celebrate Earth Day and there are only 197 countries in the world. Oh, so that, wow. 
massive majority. Isn't that I didn't I, I didn't know any of that. I'm going to do so much better in my weekly quiz this week. <laughs> I've been coming last in my family so far, so I'm looking forward to this one. So, Miss Strickland's, <gasps> it's going to be a good one, guys. Get your pens and pencils ready for the first ever Heathmount Podcast Earth Day quiz. Thank you. Before I um, hand over to you, thank you again so much for being on the quiz. I, I've been, um, and uh, yeah, I'm, it's just so lovely, lovely, lovely to hear your voice. So, Miss um, Strickland, uh, don't make it too hard. And uh, we'll say, say bye for now. Okay, bye. -bye. bye, -bye. See you later. Okay then, Heathmount, grab yourselves a pen and a piece of paper and get ready to play along at home. Why not go head to head with a family member and see who comes out as the Earth Day quiz champion? There will be 10 questions in total. Don't forget that if you need more time, you can always pause the podcast. Okay, are we ready? Here is your first question. Number one. Earth is the third planet from the sun in our solar system. What are the names of the two planets closest to the sun? Question number two. How many continents are there on Earth? Question number three. What is the name of Earth's largest rainforest that is rapidly being cut down? True or false? The sounds made by boats and ships are dangerous to whales. Is that true or is that false? How much plastic ends up in our oceans each year? Is it 1 million tonnes, 8 million tonnes or 16 million tonnes? Question number six, another multiple choice question. Poaching, which is otherwise known as killing animals in the wild for things like their tusks or their rhino horns. It's a, it's a severe threat to elephants. How many elephants do you think are killed for their tusks each day? Is it 15 elephants per day, 75 elephants per day or 100 elephants per day? This is around the world. Question number seven, another geography based question for all of you playing along at home. What is the name of Earth's largest ocean? Question number eight, another true or false question. The Sumatran tiger which is native to Indonesia, is classed as critically endangered. True or false? Question number nine. This is another multiple choice question. What year was the first Earth Day celebrated? Was it 1970, 1982, or 2003. And finally, to check to see if you were all listening closely to my chat earlier with Miss Ferguson, how many countries celebrate Earth Day today? So around the world, how many countries are celebrating Earth Day today?
Right, if you need to, you can pause and go back and double check your answers before I reveal the correct answers and you can see who may have won in your family, who will be classed as the Earth Day quiz champion. Whoa, brilliant questions. Thank you, Miss Strickland. I'm feeling pretty confident that I'm going to be the winner in the Heathmount Earth Day quiz in my family on this one. <laughs> Hope you are a winner too. So, shall we find out how well we all did? Miss Strickland, take it away. Right, let's see how you went in the Earth Day quiz. As we'd say in Australia, Go and strap yourselves in, as we'd say at school. Go and get yourself a different coloured pen or pencil to mark in. Right, answer number one. The two planets you were looking for, and you needed both of them to get a mark, are Mercury and Venus. Answer number two. There are seven continents on our Earth. Seven continents. Question number three. The largest rainforest on Earth is the Amazon rainforest. Answer number four was a true or false question. The correct answer is true. Ships and boats impact whales' ability to communicate with each other and their ability to find food in the ocean. Answer number five. 8 million tonnes of plastic pollution ends up in our oceans. Question number six, and this was one I didn't know the answer to until I looked it up. 100 elephants a day are killed around the world just for their tusks. 100 elephants. Answer number seven was our another geography-based question. For all you budding geographers out there, the Earth's largest ocean is the Pacific Ocean. Answer number eight, another true or false question. The correct answer was again true. The Sumatran tiger is classified as critically endangered because, believe it or not, there are less than 400 of those tigers left in the wild. Answer number nine. The first Earth Day was held in 1970. And question number 10 or answer number 10 to check if you were listening to our conversation before with Miss Ferguson. There are 192 countries celebrating Earth Day today. Right, add up those scores. Compare them with the other people you were playing along with and... We will find out who was your Earth Day quiz champion in your household. Thank you for playing along. I know this is my second appearance on the Heathmount podcast, but I'm secretly hoping that Miss Ferguson invites me back again very soon. I will, Miss Strickland. Don't you worry about that. You are most certainly welcome back anytime. You are a massive part of the podcast family. Thank 
you so much. Now, you can be part of the podcast team too, if you'd like to be, as there are loads of fun features coming up for you to take part in. Thank you so much to all those who have replied to my Harry Potter request, and I'm delighted to say that we now have a full team of Potter fans that are all preparing to take on the challenge of facing Mrs. Jones in the Potter head-to-head next week. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Now, if any of you out there can play the Harry Potter theme music on any instrument, then I would love you to send it to me for us to use next week too. Just send it, email it over to podcast at heatman.org for us all to enjoy. Now, taking us into the weekend is our story, and it's a really good one. But who is our storyteller? Let's find out. Now, you have actually already heard the dulcet tones of today's storyteller because she was part of the staff singing competition that we had just before half term. And you would have heard her unbelievably beautiful, calm, chilled voice And it is that unbelievably beautiful, calm, chilled person that we are going to be talking to today. It is none other than my friend, Mrs. Jones. Hello, Miss Ferguson. Hello. I always have to say Mrs. Jones from the English department, and I'm going to be speaking to the other wonderful Mrs. Jones next week, next Friday. That could be confusing. (laughs) How are you, Mrs. Jones? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I'm sitting here in the sunshine and uh, just had a nice lesson with my year eight. So, doing pretty well. You're teaching year eight English at the moment, aren't you? Yes, I am. Um, In your in our virtual school, lucky them. I know they've all had a really, really good week. Um, So, you're going to be reading our story to us today, uh, and it's just such a brilliant way to end our week with your amazing. Amazing story. Uh, what you, I know that you absolutely love reading, and this must be a really, really difficult question for you to talk about favorite books. But when you were little, when you did, what was the sort of book that you would go back to time and time again? It's actually the book that I've um, chosen today. Um, oh, who it was, is it? It was, yes. Uh, um, it's, it was the very first book that I read all by myself. Um, from cover to cover, like the kind of um, chapter book. Yeah. And um, it's called Nicobobinus. And what drew me to it was the name and the picture on the cover, actually. It's of a, a little boy and he's got a golden leg and he's <laughs> hanging from his name. And, and that, that's why I decided to read it. Oh, I, do, I'd never, I've, I don't think I've heard. Who, who wrote it, Nicobobinus? Uh, Terry Jones. Um, it's a comedian. really satisfying word to say that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It really is. Well, that's the way I say it. It's probably <laughs> supposed to be pronounced completely differently. But. Who, um, how old were you, do you think, when you read it? I was seven. And I, I actually think it was a birthday present. Um, from... And is it the same book that you're reading today? Is it the same original? Yes, it is. I still have it. Oh, it's so it's completely dog-eared, but um, yeah, it's funny with books. There are there are certain books that I read that I want to go back to for and dip in and out out of for kind of comfort. Yes, Uh, and this book I've read to my own own children as well, and um, they've enjoyed it. Um, Do you write in your books? So whenever I get a new book, 
I always write the date and I always write where I was when I either bought the book or was given the book. So my sort of personal library, I can look through and remember different places I'd been and when it was. Um, I know some people are like, oh, you can't write in a book. But mine have got um, the, the most loved ones are the scruffiest, I think. Yeah, I, I like my books to look lived in and loved, um, not pristine. It's <laughs> like my house. <laughs> <laughs> so probably some people's worst nightmare. But um, sometimes I'll, I'll kind of go back and do that. And I've, I've been known to, I tend to lose books in terms of I'd lend them to people if I really love them. So I'll just keep restocking it because I hate to be in a position where somebody asks me, of a book recommendation and I don't actually physically have it to pass to them it, it, it causes me a moment of stress oh <laughs> bless you you're such a nice person that's why are there any books that you would really kind of recommend for our Heathmount family to that I would recommend um so my favorite book changes every week um because <laughs> <laughs> I do I read so much um and there are lots of things that I start to read and I think no they're this isn't good enough you know there are far better books out there um, and it's just that experience of reading together and actually half of the joy for me is finding a fantastic book yeah. and it's kind of a bit like a treasure hunt um, and one of my most recent finds is Hodkin One Ear, Kieran Larwood, any book by that man, he, the his books are just so character driven and um, the places that he creates, the world that he creates, the same as Cressida Cowell um, but the, I, I do like the How to Train Your Dragon series, but I really love her latest series, the um, the Witches uh, Wizards of Once, not Witches of Once. Uh, I'd really recommend those. Um, there are scarier elements to those yes. two titles, though. Yes, um, I agree. I'd, 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 yeah. yeah, I'm reading Podkin to my class at the moment, actually. But it's such a brilliant book, isn't it? It's really... I, I love it. And, um, it's a series made me go and read other ones of hers. Wolf Brother, that's another one that's uh, that's Sarah Paver. Again, I'm probably not pronouncing her name right. Was it Michelle Paver? That's quite out there. Um, and about a boy that takes on kind of and can communicate with wolves. Um, that's a great one. Uh, well, thank you. I mean, that's enough for us to be getting on with this week. We'll definitely <laughs> get you back on because your book recommendations are so spot on all the time. Thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Bringing your serene, wise, calm into the podcast. <laughs> so, um, God bless, and we'll get you back on the podcast really soon. Thank okay. you. Take care. Bye bye. Nicobobinus by Terry Jones. Chapter One. This is the story of the most extraordinary child who ever stuck his tongue out at the Prime Minister. His name was Nicobobinus. He lived a long time ago in a city called Venice, and he could do anything. Of course, not everybody knew he could do anything. In fact, only his best friend, Rosie, knew he could, and nobody took any notice of anything Rosie said because she was always having wild ideas anyway. One day, for example, Rosie said to Nicobobinus, "'Let's pull up every single weed on your doorstep.' Uh, let's not, said Nicobobinus, which is what Rosie thought he would say. Hmm. In that case, replied Rosie, let's discover the land of dragons. Don't be daft, said Nicobobinus. How can we do that? Because you can do anything, said Rosie. 
So the next morning, just as it was getting light, Rosie threw little pebbles up at Nicobobinus's shutters. Nicobobinus was still half asleep when he looked out. What's the matter, Rosie? he asked. Shh, whispered Rosie. I've got the buns and the lemonade. What for? asked Nicobobinus. Supplies for the road, whispered Rosie. Where are we going? asked Nicobobinus. We're going to find the land of dragons, whispered Rosie. Don't you remember? Oh, I thought you might have forgotten about that, said Nicobobinus. No fear, said Rosie. It's one of the best ideas you've ever had. Is it? said Nicobobinus. Yes, said Rosie. What about the weeding? said Nicobobinus. Come on, said Rosie. So they set off through the early morning town. When they got to the end of the narrow street where they lived, they met a night watchman who said, Where are you two going at the saw? We're going to look for the land of dragons, said Nicobobinus. You can't do that at this time of the morning, said the night watchman. Oh, yes, he can, said Rosie. He can do anything. Not during curfew, said the night watchman. But before he could grab them, Rosie and Nicobobinus were sprinting away as fast as they could. And they didn't stop running until they had crossed three bridges and tripped over a dog that was lying asleep under a garden wall. Rosie's bottle of lemonade smashed against the wall and the dog leapt to its feet, barking as if it had thought dog's doomsday doomsday had arrived. For a moment, they were sure it was going to bite them, but then it noticed the two buns that had rolled into the gutter and it wolfed them down, barked, Thank you, and ran off to tell its friends. We're not going to get very far without supplies, said Rosie gloomily. I wonder if I could pick a few of those, said Nicobobinus, gazing up at an apple tree on the other side of the garden wall. Of course you can, said Rosie. Stand on my shoulders. So Nicobobinus stood on Rosie's shoulders and climbed onto the wall. But the tree was further away than he thought, and as he reached out, he lost his balance and fell with a crash down into the most magnificent garden he had ever been in. Nicobobinus looked back up at the high wall, but there was no way he could climb back. What am I going to do? he yelled. You'll think of something, Rosie yelled back, crossing her fingers very hard. Oi! said a voice behind Nicobobinus. Nicobobinus didn't stop to look at who it was. He ran straight into a tree. Got you, said the voice, and Nicobobinus felt five thick fingers on his neck. Said Nicobobinus. I've been waiting for you, said the voice. And Nicobobinus felt five more thick fingers around his wrist. But Nicobobinus did his old trick. Instead of trying to run away, which is, I think, what I might have done, he doubled himself up and went backwards as fast as he could. So the man's legs were knocked from under him, and he tumbled headfirst over Nicobobinus and landed in a pile of leaves. Phew, are you all right? called Rosie. But she didn't hear any reply except for the man who growled, Just you wait, both of you! Oh dear, said Rosie. Sounds like trouble. And she was right. Oh wow, I loved that story. What an amazing story read by an amazing English teacher. Thank you so much, Mrs. Jones. So, 
happy weekend, everyone. We hope that you enjoy the sunshine wherever you are, enjoy the beautiful planet that we're able to walk in and enjoy, enjoy being with each other. Relax, turn off your screens. We'll see you back here on Monday. Over and out, Heathman family. You are the best.